On this episode of Stories Behind the Grind, listen to my conversation with Zach Benson, who travels the world teaching others the art of dance and the systems behind how he built a six-figure business. Zach previously competed on America's So You Think You Can Dance, becoming a fourth-round finalist. Zach, thanks so much for coming on the Stories Behind the Grind podcast. It's great to have you on. Yeah, super excited. Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, can you tell the listeners a bit about your um, upbringing? Yeah, so I was actually born in South Korea, and then um, I was adopted by my parents in the States, so I actually grew up in this place called Iowa, and pretty much went to high school, college there. Um, Growing up was kind of hard for me because, you know, one, I looked different. (laughs) Uh, I was like the only Asian kid in my school, and uh, two, I spoke different. I couldn't say the letter R until I was in my 20s, so um, yeah, like back then, my upbringing was kind of... Uh, yeah, a challenging time for me and not that fun as a kid until I found dance and uh, that, that kind of became my platform and boosted my self-esteem and myself up a lot. But uh, pretty much grew up in, in Iowa, started traveling and lived in Spain and Mexico. Now I'm in Korea right now, so traveling all over the world now. You uh, definitely get around. How did, you, um, how did you fall into dance? How did you find that? One of my good friends in high school, he just, he gave me this DVD, it was like, How to Break Dance by Mike Garcia, and um, I was just like, yeah, like, I'm going to watch this, I'm going to learn how to, how to do this, and pretty much just, like, fell in love with it, and then I started meeting, like, other kids, and we made a crew, and then started traveling, and I just kept on practicing, and eventually started winning competitions and you know eventually I was like on so you think you can dance for a couple of episodes and made it into like a full-time career but yeah we didn't have YouTube back then so we watched DVDs it's uh it's amazing what what a, I guess a small act can can do um and can have on a person's life yeah yeah exactly are you are you still friends with the the guy who gave you the DVD yeah, we're still friends, and funny thing is, is so, um, that same friend, like, actually got me into Instagram as well, so now I have my own marketing agency, I'm, I'm, I'm the founder of Instagram.us, and it's an Instagram growth agency, so it's cool how, like, that same friend, friend got me into dance, and then, you know, Instagram and social media marketing, too, and then, so, yeah, I'll be go- actually going to his wedding, and in February oh, true. Um, in Mexico, so it should be fun. should be amazing. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. You travel all around the world teaching dance classes and, um, and clinics. How do you go about finding those, those dance clinics? Basically, it's, it's all through like cold email outreach. So, you know, like when I was first starting dance, like I didn't know how to do this. I was kind of stuck and, um, you know, trying to wait for people to like reach out to me but then I quickly figured out like it's better for me to just take initiative and, and reach out to people myself like email them call them up so I started sending out to the emails and you know basically pitching really crazy prices in the beginning like when it, like you know two thousand dollars for three hours and stuff like that and of course I heard a lot of notes but then I realized that I was hearing so many notes because I, I hadn't really done anything with dance yeah, you know, so I, mm-hmm. I didn't really have a brand, um, and I couldn't charge those prices. So then I started doing um, classes for almost for free. So, you know, charging only like 50 bucks 
for a whole summer of classes, right? It's crazy. It's teaching every single day for like five days a week and stuff. Only 50 bucks. So I, from that experience, I learned to just like do like free like barter trades, like use like in exchange for the studio case, uh, space that I could use to practice, like me and my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I just teach some classes for free and. Um, if the kids left it and the, the owner left it, then, then I'd ask for like a, a referral or like a testimonial. And that's how I slowly built my business. The age old sort of word of mouth, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I started out with just like in my community, like in, in, in and around Iowa. Um, and then, you know, once I, I had enough testimonials and people saying good stuff about me, um, I started to reach out to other studios like in other cities and states and then you know before you knew it, I was in other countries um, but it's definitely a process and journey for sure like it didn't happen overnight it took me um, I would say like 10 years to figure out this whole like system to, to where I was like making you know six figures uh, income just from teaching dance. Do you have any daily habits that you follow? Honestly, I just try to smile and like greet everyone with a smile every single day and compliment them. Um, and as soon as I meet them, like those are some pretty simple habits that I try to do. Um, and then if, if I see anyone like that's in need, just try to help them. But um, as far as like daily habits, like my life is not so like super disciplined right now because I'm traveling a lot. So it's like every single week I'm in like another country another culture like I'm going to be going to find out to US tomorrow and then I'll be in like six cities and then back to you know Asia and then Spain and Amsterdam all over right so I would say that I'm still pretty disciplined but I don't have any like super daily habits that I do every day be nice to people help people in need and then um, read books when I can yeah be positive to other people you know yeah Great. Exactly. Is there anywhere uh, that you love going back to when you're traveling? Yeah, I mean, I love I love going back to South Korea. Right, I found my birth mom, so that was amazing. Um, I love going to, you know, Thailand just because like the food. I, I love the food and cheap massages for like two dollar massages you know <laughs> so it's always nice but I, I honestly like to go back to a lot of countries and places because that's like my style of traveling you know it's not it's not like I'm trying to like hit all of the countries in the world like in a certain amount of time mm-hmm. I, I'd rather like go back to these places I've traveled to to you know hang out with the people I met there and um, see how the places changed and stuff like that's that's kind of like my way of traveling and what's important to me. You must have met a few interesting people along, along the way. Is there anyone that stands out being um, being memorable? Uh, I meet a lot of cool people, mainly because I'm, I I travel for free, so I'm staying at all these like five-star hotels for free. Gotten over like 265 nights so far in the past two years. So, you know, when you're staying at these hotels that cost anywhere from five hundred dollars to like i was in the maldives it was like three thousand dollars a night and i met um this really cool like norwegian dude um he was he had actually got fourth in the snowboarding like the freestyle uh, snowboarding olympics last year um, in in korea 
And yeah, I mean, that guy had pretty crazy stories. And it, also, we had a lot in common and stuff to talk about, too, because we're both athletes. Like, I love dance, you love you know, snowboarding and all types of sports. So it was cool, like, meeting him and all of his friends. Now, it's amazing the, uh, the, the people you meet when you, um, when you travel. Did you reach out to him or did he re- reach out to you when you first met? We, we both kind of, like, noticed, like, we were doing something with the hotel. Like, he had his camera guys and, and I had mine. And so we just were in the same spot, um, both trying to shoot a video, and and then we just started talking. So it's kind of like a mutual thing. But, like, most of the people, yeah, that I've met, like, they're all, like, pretty down-to-earth and cool. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why I travel so much is because I feel like great networking opportunities and, like, you never know who you're going to meet. And and I always try to find a way to stay in touch. And um, that's how I think I've been able to, you know, build up my business super fast and have have like networks like all over the world zach it seems like you're quite open is that something you've always had or is it something you've developed over the years you know growing up like i said it was kind of hard for me because i was like that really quiet shy guy like in school like i didn't talk that much so i didn't have a lot of friends i got bad grades and stuff and that all like was going on up to like college right so I was like sophomore in college and then I started to like find my voice and learn how to speak like normal people so um I wouldn't say that I was like that open early on in life up to my 20s like like once I got my voice and felt like I could do anything because now I can speak and say the letter R and stuff and not sound weird and not have people make fun of me like it just like empowered me gave me a lot of like energy and like just kind of changed my attitude just like speak speak and talk to anybody you know listen to everyone um and i've also done a lot of like reading and self-development i've done a lot of crazy like cool experiences like i lived on two dollars a day for food for a year um i helped refugees find jobs and homes like i did over 30 of 30 hours of volunteer work every week um with world relief for for a year like so I met a lot of interesting people like when I was doing my year of service in Atlanta and living on less so others could have more. So I think that just by meeting those types of people and hearing their stories, it helped me open up a lot. Obviously your, your upbringing was quite tough. What sort of kept you going through it and, and sort of to continue on? I mean, with dance, like I had like, I think everyone has ups and ups and downs, right? For me, like dance, like actually gave it up in 2009 when I was doing that volunteer year. And it's just because like, you know, when you're doing it too much, sometimes it's just the same old, same old, right? It's just like, you get sick of it and tired of it and you get unmotivated. So I actually quit dance for a year that year. And I know a lot of athletes and other people do that too they you know we just all need a break i guess it's just like to me it's what got me back into was just to like um you know as the kids i realized that my teaching is my passion that i love dancing because i love encouraging kids and making them feel better and, uh, about themselves and and that was like my motivation to keep going just like you know seeing these kids smiles on their faces and stuff and so um i i quit dance for about a year and then started teaching some poor kids in these communities and that kind of got me back into it but then that's really when my career kind of took off was that one year break and 
being inspired by these kids and then you know auditioning for so you think you can dance and making dance a full-time career and then it's just meeting other people with the same dreams that i had mm-hmm. that kept me going really would you say teaching kids is, is the most fulfilling aspect of what you do yeah i love teaching kids i mean i love teaching anybody like i i taught some like pretty old crazy fun dudes too as well like you know like in their like 50s and 60s even taught a 70 year old once so it's just like you're never it's never too late to start anything in life you know it's like it was a dream of Derek's to always like be able to like dance and you know it's it's all about timing as well right so um I just have fun teaching so I think that's that's my passion when you can inject fun and enthusiasm into what you do it doesn't really uh feel like work yeah it really does just feel like fun you know it's something that is enjoy doing tell me what it was like to teach a 70 year old to dance was he really into it yeah i mean because he loves music right so Mm -hmm. anybody who who loves music and they have some potential because it's all about like musicality and feeling the beat and the way i feel the music is maybe different than you and then him but like for him it's just like you know same as like uh like a kid it's just like you got to start with the basics, like really basic steps or anybody who's just brand new at something. You want to just help, help help them master like the mundane master, like the super simple steps. So that's what, what I did with him. But he was actually a pretty fast learner. You know, it's no different than me teaching him versus like, you know, four year old. It's just like helping them, you know, do the basics over and over again until they, they make these moves like almost automatic and they can do them without thinking about them too much. That's kind of like what we did. Yeah, so it's almost, I guess, mastering in a sense, trying to master those, um, the fundamentals and then move, you know, once you've mastered the fundamentals, then move on to the, the next the next steps or the, or the next class of dance moves. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, step by step. Does the way you teach change depending on who you're teaching? Or do you have a, I guess, a in, in, your, in your mind, a step by step process? For me, I just try to stick with the, the super basics and help them master the foundation first and you know some people move a little bit faster and quicker than others so i mean they get things quicker and they're smart you know just sports wise they're smarter and they can pick up things faster so it does kind of depend um on who it is and, and their skill level and their ability to pick up things quickly but i mainly just teach everyone the same and and just let them like I try not to hold them, like put them in a box and say like, hey, this is the right way. But I teach them some of the basic foundations, but they can also put their own style and like flavor to it so that it's completely their move. You know, I don't want everyone looking the same. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing is mastering that and then doing the more like fancy footwork, the, the head spins, the power moves, those crazy flips and stuff like those come later, but first you want to make sure that you have a pretty good foundation. Of course, and I think it's, it's the same with anything, you know, no matter what skill you're, you're trying to, to practice in or to master is to, you know, one, understand what the basic basics are, master that, yeah. then move on, and then slowly build up that, that foundation of knowledge. And I mean, dancing's no exception. I mean, dan- dancing's a great example, that process to mastery. Yeah, exactly. A question I'd like to ask all guests on, on the podcast is, what's your definition of the grind? Oh man, I mean, I love grinding, I mean, but not every single day, all day, every day. It's usually in like 
um, you know, 30 to 60 day, sometimes 90 day sprints, right? So it's not like I'm just grinding for hours, like 15 hours a week. I mean, a day, you know, I mean, seven days a week. It's, uh, you know, in spurts. But like when I think about grinding, it's just like, I mean, you're ready to go. You're not, you're not thinking too much. You're just like, you know, you're just going for your dreams, like working hard. You're doing whatever it takes to make your dreams come true on a daily basis. But yeah, I just feel like, you know, you have to grind for a while. And sometimes like when you're in the grind, it's like you don't see too many results. Like you may see it a little bit, but I think if you're consistent with it and persistent, you're, you're, you're you know, working hard, you're learning, you're asking questions, you're being open to feedback and criticism, you're networking, you're traveling, you know, like you're actually making yourself better and making those around you better. Like eventually if you stick with it long enough, like, you know, things are going to start to happen. So I think that's the grind is just knowing that it's not going to happen overnight, but that you're committed and you're taking responsibility for your actions on, on a daily basis to until your dreams come true. Thanks for your, um, for your take on the grind. There's, a, there's really a lot of gold in what you just said about it and I mean you're the perfect example taking you know 10 years of of you know turning up daily and showing commitment to, to the process to get to where you are now yeah still a long ways to go but, <laughs> you know, I'm just excited for it all that's it um Zach where can the listeners find more about you you guys can just you know simply email me you know benson.zach at gmail.com that's the best way or you can you know find me on Facebook with that email as well just type in Zach Benson has uh, got like a, I'm doing like a break dance freeze, like got this yellow t-shirt on on the beach. It's pretty cool. Um, but that'd be the best way, guys. I mean, I'd love to hear your story and connect with you and see what you're working on. And, you know, hopefully you can make something happen and collaborate. But yeah, this has been fun. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks so much, Zach. And um, all the best yeah, yeah. for all your travels for the rest of the year. If this is the first time you've listened to the podcast, I appreciate you for stopping by. Please subscribe. Otherwise, if you took away valuable advice from this episode, I'd love for you to share it with others. Until next time.